Real quick, before I get into this video, I wanna let you guys know how much content you can expect from me here on YouTube. At least three videos a week. How my workflow works is the morning after a Warriors game, I'm spending all morning and into the early afternoon on my breakdown for patron. And so that's, that's tough for me to get something in here. It'd be those in-between days where I'll fit in content unless something really big happens, right? Like Steph drops 70, you're gonna hear from me within 24 hours. And so at least three pieces of content here, if not more, I'll, I'll continue to try to grind and, and get that stuff out. But you're not gonna, if you want updates and, and coverage immediately after the Warrior Games, as soon as you could get it is through my patron the next day early afternoon very consistent with that but i'm going to continue to push out the stuff and be active on here it's just not going to be every day i can't and it, when you see those breakdowns you'd understand my workflow a little better so please hit the subscribe i'm trying to make it to 100k it's been a a slow grind for me here on on youtube and now I, i'm back with the more consistent content uh all right well let's get into <clears throat> the subject of this video i know that it's too early for this, right? You know, it's like, we got to see how these things play out. As far as Draymond in the team situation, he's away from the team. But, you know, I'm doing the breakdown of uh, that Laker game. When was it? Yesterday morning. And, you know, I think that all Warrior fans now are hypothetically at least imagining this roster without Draymond, right? It, it's just, it's it's popped into everybody's head. And so... Out of curiosity, I put up a poll on my patron, and I get, I get it. It's it's not that simple, right? There was a ton of response to it. Well, I had 791 total votes. Trade Draymond, yes or no? I wanted to keep it simple. I know that there's a lot of stuff in between that we could talk about here. And the results go 42% say yes, 58% say no. A little bit surprising? I don't know. Um... I think uh, 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 the strongest argument made for no, don't trade him is are you essentially throwing away the final prime years of Steph Curry, right? You say, okay, he maybe has two more MVP level seasons in him at 35, 36, however you want to you calculate that. Is it not fair to Steph and Clay, right, in these guys in, in, in the run because of what he means in the defense and all that? It's true. It's a tough decision, right? It's a tough decision. Now, I think one of the stronger points made just big picture psychologically was made by my guy here, Ezekiel. And he brought up the point, look, the problem with Draymond is everybody's lost trust in him, right? But a huge part of his value is his leadership. And in order to lead, you have to be trusted. That's not verbatim, but that was his point. You know, and so th there's that, right? There's that side. Some others, it was like, look, this culture, you, you have to take a stance. Win or lose, there are a portion of the fan base that's like, look, I don't care if it makes us a worse team. Like, you, this is unacceptable, right? Just from a, a cultural standpoint for the team moving forward in the front office. So some of the people are in that stance. Others, you know, want to downplay it. It's, it's a very subjective thing. Um, I think... Uh, you know, then there's the camp of just let him, there's the camp of just let him play this out. The report came out that uh, he expects this to be his last season as a warrior. Let him play out the contract year. Let it, let him make this, this run here this year. Cool. 
cool. I would push back on that because I think we would be very naive to think that he's going to just keep him. He's going to be on his best behavior. Like here, I'll, I'll pull up another hypothetical situation here. You remember in, was it game four or three in Boston uh, where he sat in the fourth quarter? Okay. Remember he was, he came back in very late, but it was a thing. He, they, they curb sat him down. He wasn't playing well. Now, apparently behind the scenes, I heard that that was much more of a problem than it actually, they, they kept that in house. Right. But let's just say, okay, Draymond, we know this is the, the, the last dance for you with this team. And let's, let's go win this. It's a contract year for you. And, uh, late third quarter, fourth quarter, we're in a, a close game, a meaningful game. And Kaminga's in there, a youngster's in there, Looney's in there at, at the five. And they've got Jermichael just for whatever reason. He's not playing well, he's struggling, and he's sitting. You think he's just going to be cool? You think he's just going to be cool with that, right? Like, it, I, I, think, I think the concept of letting him just play this out is, is, is super dangerous. Even because like the, 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 the positive is like, all right, well, let's try to win one more chip here. Let's go back to back and then deuces. Fine. Go to the Lakers, whatever you want to do. Right. I just, I just think that there is very much a possibility that the whole, that he, the whole season turns toxic. If, if you keep him on the team, however you, you there's no easy solution for this, but I, I thought, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the fan base would be, would be split on it, to be honest with you. And so, you know, uh, I guess let's talk a little bit here about Jordan Poole and his performance uh, in that third quarter against the Lakers. You know, what is what is the, the the fight, flight, or freeze, right? And if you've paid attention to Jordan Poole's career, you know he's a fighter. And now, I, no pun intended. I'm not talking about the, the, that physical the altercation, but he had tremendous struggles in that rookie year and people were writing him off he's a bust this and that he he's if, if getting to know pool these last couple of years and who he is and how how he performs right he is the type that takes controversy or takes uh you know uh misfortune and turns it into opportunity he lets it drive him so i wasn't surprised to see how well he played like, you know, because someone had brought up the point. I think it was Marcus Thompson. Athletic was like, man, think about it. If if Poole starts the season in a slump, that's all going to be blamed on Draymond. And I hadn't thought of that just because I I assume that, that this would only fuel Jordan, right? Because that's kind of who he's shown us to be so far in his career. He comes out in that third quarter. You see that throw-ahead dribble to the mid-range. It looks like he's put in a lot of work in the mid range this summer where he wants to, to perfect that he, you know, he could score a little bit there. Um, it's, he's so quick and, and, and he has such a quick first step. I think at times for him to stop at the mid range, he's got a little bit too much juice in his legs in the past, but I think that he's figuring that out. So you saw him score at three levels in that third quarter. What do you have? 18 points, but more importantly, I liked the six assists. I like the six assists, and you you consider the fact that he's going to be playing more with Kaminga and Wiseman. Those are two finishers, right? Guys that uh, are going to be able to finish in traffic over and through people, so more incentive to throw the lob and drop it off and the balanced attack. And, yeah, he was cooking. He was cooking. It was cool to see him and Steph get going kind of at the same time. That was a rarity. And so, yeah, it looks like he 
is going to just flourish from this, right? It was interesting to see Russ seek him out after the game, dap him up, and, you know, you can – no one knows what that conversation was, but I think we all do know what it was. And it, it seems like the NBA community is behind him. One more thing about Poole. I had had a question on Twitter by uh, Dusk Flowers. And I wanted to elaborate. I, I'm just a better talker than writer. Twitter is, you know, limiting for me. I, I'm not a great writer. Um, but he asked, Clay and Steph have incredible shooting motions. What do you think about pools? And, you know, did you see Jordan get awarded the free throw uh, trophy from Steph before the game the other night, right? And that was that was cool. He beat him by 0.2. I think it was like 92.3 to 92.5. Crazy, crazy. But like when anybody that shoots 90% from the foul line and plays as much as, it's not like he's a prolific free throw shooter. He doesn't get there like Harden or something like that, but he shoots enough to where to shoot 90% is crazy. So I think that his motion, while not being textbook it's a little quicker it's a it's a little more snappy um it, it, it like he doesn't it's not a, he doesn't extend as much it's it's damn good it's it's pure dare i say but the separator i think with pool is he's so quick and he's such a dynamic and creative dribbler in turn i think his pickup of the ball is far less consistent in his hand placement so like you, I mean, you saw the nasty hezzy in and out behind the back Euro floater. Like he has such, such a big duffel bag, right? And he does, he has so many moves that when he gathers to pick up the ball into his shot off the bounce, his hand placement isn't as consistent as Steph or Clay's where they have their bread and butter moves and they stick to it. And hand placement is, is just always there. And so that's where his, his motion isn't as consistent, I'd say in the hand placement because of the pickup. But as far as when it's when it is where it is and he's in rhythm, it's as good as it gets, right? It's it's there, it's right there with with as a quote shooter. I won't put him with with the Splash Brothers because I don't think you can put anybody with them. And so, yeah, I guess I don't know if I can put a poll here in the comments for YouTube, or I'll just put it up on my channel. I'll, I'll hit y'all with some short videos at times when some breaking news happens. But uh, yeah, for, as far as the patron goes, you know, it was sixty forty basically is where the poll sits no. And I think that the, the stance of no is just like the defense, right? The de we're not defensively, we'll take such a hit that it's not worth it. Let's see if they can work it out. I guess my stance, I haven't said my stance is, I don't know yet either. I was just curious just what the fan base's feel was because I had, I had put out a tweet. It was funny, uh, at halftime during that Laker game, I was like, Draymond, somewhere rooting for the Lakers and most people you know most people got the tone of it right like am, am I I'm, I'm I'm just poking at him right I'm like like some some people are like you you some people you are sick you people are sick why are you doing this is this toxic like yo Draymond deserves that like Draymond deserves to to catch some 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 pushback from the fan base and my point was that what he's shown us is his ego comes before the team Right. And so don't kid yourself. Like, look, uh, there are some people on Twitter that are fanatics of players. Hey, live your life. Right. My advice to you would be become a fanatic of the team, because when you become a fanatic of a player, 
your views just get too skewed. You just want to defend anything. I just, I couldn't believe that people were still like defending him. Like, why would you say this? Like, because the reality is like, again, don't kid yourself. You don't think Draymond, I'm not saying that this year, let's say Draymond's away from the team for a month. Like, I don't know, right? I'm not saying Draymond's like rooting for the downfall of the Warriors or anything like that. But I think in this instance, in this moment, he of course wants us to struggle with without him on the floor, right? Like, like I, you, you, you're foolish if you don't think so. So, but yeah, so I don't know how I feel about it, man. I just, I guess my gut is reading the way that Steve Kerr has talked about it. And you saw the presser after Draymond's, uh, it, it feels like, like, like it, he, there's no coming back from this. And I, and my concern is that trying to smooth this over may just ruin the season anyway. Right? Like you say, Oh, well, if you trade him now, like that's it, we're not, we're not contenders. If we trade him, are we contenders with him with this toxic situation? There's no answer to this right now, but again, I'll leave it in the comments. Would you do it? um, now and just move on now. I, I think that again, the defense, we know what he means defensively and just as a leader, but does he still, if he's lost the trust in their ear, does he still carry that same value as a leader right now? I think that there is a real strong possibility that offensively the team would be better without him, depending on what you get back adjusting. You saw them running a lot more pick and roll here in this preseason. I think that that's going to be a, a trend that continues with this personnel. And, and now, obviously, the problem is you're going to say, well, Alc, cool, be the number one offense, maybe something like that, right? But defense wins championships. The other issue here is, like, if there is a trade, his value is so much more within the Warrior system. It, like, you know, I know a lot of people were like, hey, trade him to Detroit. It's his home team. Um, that's just long been a hypothetical destination for Draymond just because of that. But it never made sense because Detroit's never been good enough for it to make sense. And now, well, they're not good enough, but in theory, they have enough talent where maybe it makes sense, right? But then objectively, if you look at this objectively, if you're the Detroit Pistons, you really want to bring this dude into your locker room while you you want Cade and, and young Ivy and these guys to be to grow together and, and Cade's the leader. You really want to bring him in there? Are you that desperate for, for relevancy to, to just be in the playoffs right now? So I don't know, man. It's, it's a, it's a tough scenario. Warriors have Portland tonight. And uh, I'm just excited to see just Wiseman healthy and playing and seeing the young guys. I don't know how much of the vets will play in this one. And then the rumor is there'll be a dress rehearsal Friday. I'll cover those. You know where to find them. Um, what else? What else? Steph Curry, please, y'all, anybody, let him know. Get out of those flow Curry fives. If you caught it, he tweaked the ankle, turned it over in that game. And, you know, he wears the braces, and he's so used to doing it that he just can play it off pretty well. But anybody that's listened the last couple of years, I've been saying, do not get in them Curry flow, whatever. Think the foam is too soft. You hard plant, and your foot will turn over the top of them. And it's just mind-boggling to me. I get how much money is invested in the technology and Under Armour, but it's like, what's the one thing that's important for a Steph Curry shoe, right? Stability. And you've got this soft foam that 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 has too much give to it. It's just, it's just spooky. I just hate seeing it, and I hate seeing it in a preseason game. You saw uh, Lamelo go down, Porzingis. It, it, it's just a part of the sport. But I do also think. 
when you see some more prominent names hurt themselves in the preseason, it, it does make other teams back off with their guys. And, and so, it, it, again, it's inevitable, but I think that it, it starts, you know, so we'll see how much of the starters play the rest of this preseason. You got two more. Next week, it's going to start. I'll be back with more content soon. Please hit that like, share, and subscribe. I'm out, y'all. Thank you.